Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and welcome to the Halloween episode. Two years running, Eric Arneson and I have tried to summon, summon a, a cartoon, cartoon demon. This is the second year. I say that as an explanation for why we join this episode in progress. Spoopy things happen to the audio. Was it the demon? Was it the program I use? Was it that I have no money and all of my equipment is crap? Who knows? The point is, we're joined in progress, but we lost about four minutes. But in that four minutes, Eric is plugging his delightful podcast, Arnomancy, where he discusses all sorts of cool esoteric and, you know, what would you say? Yeah, esoteric. That sounds like a good way to describe it. Topics. He's a well-versed man, and I think you'll enjoy his show. So go listen to Arnomancy after you listen to this episode. Or before. I mean, the show's probably better than mine. You know, just go listen to that. Don't listen to this show anymore. But we are joined in progress as I am shitting on Halloween because, I don't know, it's just kind of fun to knock down sacred cows. What are you going to do for Halloween? Uh, absolutely nothing. I don't celebrate it. I think it's a horseshit holiday. Oh. Uh, it is uh, something that, yet again, has been ruined by Christians and uh, boring 27-year-old ladies. I think everything must be sexy. I saw a sexy Bob Ross costume this year. Isn't Bob Ross sexy by default? Exactly. He's sexy enough. You don't have to get, you don't, you don't have you to, don't have to soil sexy it him up. I mean, what's with going your, on? With your dirty pillows that I can see. <laughs> as long as you've got the same hair above and below. You're doing great. You know, that was actually literally my number one problem with the costume is they didn't have the Afro bush coming out because that would have been fantastic. That would have been a helmet Bob Rossi thing. But I mean, if you're going if you're going full out, do the full joke. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's also a sexy Deadpool, which actually affected me in a way that I don't really want to admit to in public. Yeah. Let's not talk about that anymore. Let's let's talk got, about what I, we're doing. I, I got a boner. <laughs> it's what I was going with. I became... Hey, uh, my fleshy member became in, in, engorged. Yeah, yeah, we got it. We got it. The whole internet is thinking about this now. Okay, remember that time that that Alex Rule Thirty Four, the Alex cast. <laughs> yes. It, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, the internet. You mean Peppy the Frog's house? Ugh. Um. <laughs> so Halloween this year. This is this is what we're doing right now. Is my only celebration. Well, there's a very special John and Alex hate stuff, which I can't announce yet, but. We have a special Halloween edition that we're not telling anybody about till it comes out. Well, is it going to come out on Halloween? Well, it's going to come out late the night before. Well, this is coming out on Halloween, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess I could put this out on Halloween. I think this episode should come out on Halloween. Actually, yeah, because I wanted people to listen to it for Halloween, but I guess if I put it out early in the morning, it's fine. Yeah. So, okay, so I can say uh, we watched The Crow for for uh, Devil's Night, which is what the, the movie takes place on. You mean halloween yeah, Hallow's Eve Eve. Yeah, Hallow's Eve Eve. Penalta Eve. <laughs> Who I think was Lilith. Yeah. That was actually a much better joke than I thought it was going to be. Oh, nice, That is some dumb big word stuff. Yeah, so we so, watched The Crow. And yeah. There's yeah. a John, very special John Knox hate stuff. So all October we do scary movies. So we did uh, The Witch, uh, uh, followed by Hereditary. But unfortunately, because we were on an every two-week schedule, we only got two movies this month. So we did, we're did. we doing a b -b -b bonus episode 
coming out uh, the day before Halloween where nice. we watched The Crow. I was going to try to do um, a bunch of Halloween episodes this month, but at the beginning of the month, I had three people cancel on me. And uh, one of the, I'm not going to give anything away, but I will say, since this is coming out on Halloween, my Halloween episode is um, a live Ouija board session with Montana Jordan. I wonder where you got that idea from. I don't know. Probably you. Yeah. Oh, no, we did it on the show. Yeah. Well, I did one on no. my show, too. Well, I did mine two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you, like The Simpsons? Yes. I am very much like The Simpsons. <laughs> All right, um, fine. You're like The Simpsons. No, we didn't do a live one. Uh, we just did a Ouija board thing. I just thought it'd be funny to do the I Was There First. Oh, yeah. We actually, like, we did the Ouija board and recorded it and stuff. And Yeah, we recorded our session, too, but it it was kind of lengthy. Mm-hmm. And we actually, like connected to something pretty kind of deep and it was more i th- i thought it was more interesting to talk about it than to actually include the audio not saying that including the audio isn't interesting just mm-hmm. the length of time it took us to get there because we actually did stumble on something and it took a while yeah I'm like oh man if even if i edit down all the blanks this is going to be a lengthy thing without visual but like that would be super interesting lifestyle right. if you know we if, connected to something pretty fast because yeah. we did it in my ritual room yeah and that was pretty interesting because i got to you know, I got Montana to sort of talk about what the room felt like. And then uh, there were some weird coincidences. We connected to something interesting, and I'm not going to give it. You, you, if you're listening right now, cue up the, the Arnamancy Halloween special after this. Yes. Yeah. And then you could just have like a whole spooky day. Although I guess we both kind of always end up being more goofy than spooky. Yeah. So what's the combination of goofy and spooky? Spoopy. Or... That's what the kids on the internet call it. Spoopy. Spoopy. I discovered this this year. Apparently this is... Have a spoopy Halloween. Yes. Yeah. There we go. All right. So what are we doing today? Oh, we know what we should do. This entire time we'll just play that Ave Satani underneath. I know it sounds super spoopy. (laughs) Um, wait, wait, let's, let's finish up this thing. So, so Halloween, we did that. Uh, I wanted to ask you before we talk about what we're doing, uh, because I'm glad we talked about the John Oxay stuff. We did, uh, Hereditary. Did you see that movie? I did see Hereditary. What did you think about it? Uh, one, I don't like horror movies, so I'm going to reserve my opinion. It doesn't, my opinion doesn't really matter. I thought it was a well-made movie that I didn't like because I don't like horror movies. But yeah. what do you think about it? Because there's a lot of occult stuff there. There like, is a lot yeah. of occult stuff there. None of it is very accurate. Um, well, I was going to ask you, so uh, I say Paimon because I don't like saying the name of one of the things people think are super evil in the place where I sleep. So I mispronounce it slightly. Um, I think Paimon is correct. Well, they say Paimon, even though I just said I wasn't going to say oh, that. That, that might be correct also. Yeah. Um, oh, so here's, here's, yeah, yeah, sorry, here's the deal. So so uh, Paimon, Paimon, however you want to say it, is one of the um, the Goetic demons, right? There's 72 Goetic demons. All of them have been mentioned over and over and over in a variety of different grimoires over a period of probably like 400 years. And uh, all of them have a lot of different spellings and pronunciations. So whether it's Paimon or Paimon or... Man yeah, we started calling him Pie Chart. Yeah, yeah Pie Chart. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. You know, we don't necessarily know what the correct pronunciation is. Uh, but one thing that we do know is a lot of those demons in the in the Goetia are um, derived from uh, pagan deities or gods of other cultures or things like that that have sort of been sucked into the system and transformed from gods into demons. Yeah, right? like like Beelzebub is 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 what Baal from the Sumerians and they said no Baal but it's covered in shit and that's where Beelzebub comes from yeah, yeah. maybe uh, yeah there's there's a bunch of stuff like that I well don't, maybe it's I, not Baal I, like, I know that's the right etymology well I, just I think have... there's also a Baal in the Goetia but I'm not sure Anyhow, well no that's what I mean there's an old demon called Baal and let's just say mm-hmm. it's Baal it doesn't matter yeah um, which just means lord 
Yeah, but uh, but when it goes into the Bible, it comes Beelzebub, uh, which mm-hmm. means like the Lord of shit and flies. But it's oh, literally yeah. they just took a god from another culture and went, yeah, you're a garbage fire piece of shit. That's what you are. <laughs> I'm going to change your name to him. It'd be like Mohammed shithead, like would would be right. the. Anyway, well, sorry, and that, that, well, that happens a lot in, in yeah. Goetic stuff, right? So um, a lot of the Goetic magic involves sort of uh, these demons, which so I mean, like part of it. I think we talked about this before when you've interviewed me before, but like the. You know, calling demons demons is, uh, is first of all, a very kind of like, I mean, hereditary was Christian propaganda. You know, it's sort of this, this vision of like, you're either worshiping demons or you're going to do good stuff. Right. So, so calling up spirits is, is a time honored tradition and magicians have been doing it for zillions of years. Uh, and magicians are still doing it. And it's just sort of like, it's part of the, the stuff of how magic works. You know, um, so there are and, and demons are sort of separated into layers. So you have like you have like the chthonic demons that live in the earth and you have the airy demons and you have the lunar demons and you have demons that exist on every single level. And some of the demon, you know, demon comes from an old Greek word that means spirit, daimones, daimone. Um, so, uh, you know, even angels are demons. Everything, every even gods are demons. You know, all the all of the spirits that are associated with the different planes of existence and and layers of reality, they're all types of demon. Um, so, uh, and also when you summon, when you summon Paimon, you don't have to like chop off people's heads or like, you know, desecrate your grandma's corpse or, yeah, or any of that stuff. Like people are summoning Paimon all the time to do stuff. Well, in the movie, they were trying to not just summon him. They were trying to give him a new body and become back, you know, come to earth in a fully formed thing. So it's a little different than just, a, you know, kind of, yeah. summoning yeah. i'm not sure paimon would be super big on that oh yeah i'm not even claim- so the only thing i know about him or or it is uh on reddit there was a guy uh, in the occult subreddit that did um he was leaving a stone in 33 different states oh in, yeah in, yeah he wrote words on for paimon to kind of summon him and give him mm-hmm. so and he sounded like a bit you know somebody nutty enough to do it but i mean he, he that was a cool project. Yeah, it was a good project. I mean, the guy, when you read his backstory, he seems a little like, mm, maybe I don't want to root for him too much. But anyway, um, <laughs> I that mean, was the first I heard of it, but I hadn't seen the movie until uh, last week. Yeah. So, and I didn't really, like, I guess I heard that wor- that name before, but not enough. But Christian propaganda is the, is the term I wanted to focus on. Yeah. It's weird that, ev- like, every horror movie is that. Because I was talking to John about this, that, like, even, like, Friday the 13th. They're all morality tales. It's like... Friday the 13th is a total is, Christian yeah, propaganda movie. Yeah, it's kids fucking in the woods so it's they deserve to die. like, yeah. if you're having premarital sex, you deserve to die. Yeah, it, it's... Which is totally Christian propaganda, right? Like, Christian propaganda has this whole, you know, morality thing going on about sex. And it, it it's, it's about sexual shame it's about like all of this crap like you know your penis is like a tool of the devil vagina is like the person's vagina is like the garage of the devil you know so it's it's all sort of like supposed to shame us into not having sex yeah i mean when when friday the 13th came out it was a really interesting time in history because it was also during like the aids scare you know it was it was during the aids epidemic yeah. So, and it was right when AIDS was sort of starting to become public. So sex was kind of dangerous again, too. But it was still kind of like, it's a morality tale based around a specific view of morality. I don't, and I wouldn't say that every single horror movie is like this, but a lot of them are. Anytime you see a horror movie that's like, you know, this demon is bad, angel yeah. is good, or, you know, demons are possessing people, or all of these things that are sort of like not only naming demons, but 
but uh, putting, but you know, casting them in the role of bad guys. Like, why are they bad guys? Let's talk about Pazuzu for for Pete's sake. That kind of Italian looking guy that sold them back in the eighties. <laughs> no, Pazuzu. Oh, I thought I was thinking of Joe Azuzu. Sorry, <laughs> my my mistake. No, Pazuzu is the demon that possesses the girl in um, uh, The Exorcist. Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. No, that's what they call him in the in the movie. Is well, they, Captain Howdy. They yeah. do eventually identify him. As yeah, yeah. No, in the right? but I mean the the little girl calls him Captain Howdy, and when you see the face, it's called the Captain Howdy face. Right. And but, when they do that flash thing. Yeah, yeah. but Pazuzu is um is a uh, like a, a Sumerian wind god. Yeah. I'm gonna say the totally wrong thing about him, and you're probably gonna get a text message from Vanessa about this. Well, she doesn't have my phone number, but I'm probably gonna get a <laughs> a, a Facebook a Facebook messenger. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it, a lot of the times they do end up being. Christian propaganda. So, you know, I enjoyed Hereditary. I'm also not a very big fan of horror films, uh, mostly because I, this is going to sound super sacrilegious, but I think that a movie should have a plot that holds up even if you know what the plot is ahead of time. Like, I don't believe in spoilers. Mm. I, I'm the same way, but, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but there's the shocking scene in Hereditary. Yeah. The, like, the car one. Which yeah, we're yeah. not going beyond that. Right. Well, that shocking scene is the sort of shocking scene that you don't necessarily expect to see in a horror movie. Exactly. Whereas all the other shocking scenes are sort of like, oh, yeah, this is horror movie. So that's the, that stuff is the stuff I liked about the movie, but I have no desire to watch it again because mm-hmm. it's the only it, it relies on that kind of shock value. But like with spoilers, a lot of movies like like The Sixth Sense is actually better on the second watch. I've never watched it a second time. I only watched it that first time. It's actually it's much better because you're knowing like you're look. It's not that you're clue looking. But the movie holds up and reads in an entirely different way when you know the spoiler. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to watch. It actually is really nice. And I, I have that same belief is I think a movie, I have no problem with spoilers unless it's a shitty movie. Not shitty is the wrong term. But unless it's a movie that's relying on the trick yeah. t- to carry it over, which which I think uh, Hereditary, there was a lot of those kind of things, like jump scares and stuff, where it's like mm-hmm. once, it's, once you've done it once, it's kind of over. Yeah. Well, let's talk about like... Um... So there's a difference between uh, horror and a thriller, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a, a firm enough def- line, but yeah, yeah, sure. So like Misery, for instance, a classic Stephen King film, you yeah. know, a- adaptation into a film, like or or The Shining, like these are movies that are so brilliantly made that you feel the tension, even though you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you still feel the tension. Like I, I watched The Shining. Actually, I watched both of those again recently. But, like, in The Shining, like, you've got this whole thing where, like, you know how everything is going to end. But the buildup where, where, uh, what's, who played, who played the mom in that movie? Shelley Duvall? Shelley Duvall, yeah. where, where she's realizing that Jack Nicholson has gone. Like, he's yeah. nuts. And she's slowly coming to that realization. And, and the way that they shoot that film, like, you get, the, the, it's tense. It's tense, no matter what. No matter how many times you see yeah. that, like, the whole scene where, you know, they have this back and forth and sometimes a chase and sometimes a conversation and sometimes a yelling match through the hotel, uh, which ends up with their like confrontation on the staircase where she's like swinging the cricket bat at him or whatever, baseball bat at him. And you can just see like she is so weak. Yeah. He is so strong. And and you just sort of have this feeling like, oh, God, this is like you, you feel her helplessness. And it doesn't matter how many times you watch it. Every time you go back to it, you're still going to feel that sense of helplessness. Yeah. Like that's that's a that's a horror film that is not Christian propaganda, but still conveys this sense of like dread and horror that you can feel over and over every time you watch it. 
I agree with most of your statement. Okay. But not to say that it's Christian propaganda, but it's not... It is saying that if you fall to the devil alcohol, like, it is demonizing alcoholics. It is a... It's demonizing... It's... it's well, it's. I mean, sort that's not really showing... in the movie so much. That's more the book that you focus on him being a drunk. But like, yeah, I think in the movie. Well, I, uh, I haven't read the book in so long, but I think. Well, that... in the book, it's a much bigger deal that he's a drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, but I think, but and I think that um, in the movie, sort of, it's the you know the hotel itself has an evil presence that's yeah. trying to get into him, so it's just found a hole. Yeah, you're right. No, no, I think the movie, I, I rescind that yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking the book, like, does... Because Stephen King's one of those guys that's good at having not... Like, he's one of the horror writers, and I don't give him much respect as a horror writer. I like him as a regular fiction writer better than a horror writer. But um, his his stuff is not... He doesn't lean so heavily on the good versus evil in the Christian way. Like, yeah. Pet Cemetery is one of the few things where it's like... I mean, it's literally like it's it's native magic which i mean mm-hmm. it's not like that's all that rare but it's like there's no christian thing there it's not it's not uh the puritans versus the Indians, which a lot of those turn into it's just no there's just bad juju white people went there it's i mean bad juju is the wrong you but i'm using that i'm using it colloquially um uh yeah it, it, he's he's an interesting case study and again don't really like his writing so much I haven't read a Stephen King book in probably 20-some years, maybe longer. If you were a teenager 20-something years ago, that was the right time to read it. Oh, they're I did. I delightful did. as a teenager. But That's when you try to read them as an adult, it's like, oh, yeah, I was a teenager when I read this. <laughs> um, so another good example. Oh, you know, one that addresses it directly. Have you ever seen Nightbreed? Nightbreed is a, yeah. it, it sort of turns it on its head, right? So Nightbreed is sort of like taking the same stance that I have, that I have right now, where like in Nightbreed, the main characters or the good guys, you know, the quote unquote good i'm doing finger quotes everybody out there i think we'd say quote unquote it was understood you're doing finger quotes quote unquote good guys are uh are monsters but all of the a lot of these monsters are based on like the same sort of godlike things that would be demonized in in goetic magic right so so that you you have sort of everything turned on its head the monsters are kind of the good guys or the, the persecuted guys uh and the christians are the bad guys yeah the, so the true, and, and you, you get that in, in a bunch of like Clive Barker's stuff. Yeah. So Hellraiser is another good example where the Cenobites and their whole sort of like their whole thing, like they aren't, you know, you if you moralize it, those Cenobites are evil demon things, but really what they are is they're just pain torture gods. They're sort of like, oh, we're we're gods of pleasure and pain and stuff, and come and hang out with us, and we'll torture you until you're happy. Uh, that's that argument is not working. Well, no, it it is it like so. F- th- this goes to the same perspective of vegetarianism versus like eating meat, mm-hmm. where it we don't like to think about it, but we are animals and we're part of that ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So we moralize and find a way to be okay with murdering pigs so we can have bacon. Mm-hmm. It is like a centibite is them to us is not that different from us to bacon. Like yeah. like it's. Uh, and I'm not trying to say I, I certainly don't think torturing humans, even if a higher life form comes, I think they're morally obliged not to fuck us up. Yeah, but, please don't torture us, aliens. But I, I get it. So I I relate it to, and this is the first time I think I've really put this together directly. Is that kind of the goetic style entities, if you want to call it that, remind me of the kami in in Japanese belief, where they're they're kind of outside of us. Where it's like, yeah, we don't really care if you pray to us. We don't care if you don't pray to us. But try to pray to us. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know. It's like yeah, you should totally pray to us. But like, 
that doesn't guarantee anything. It's just kind of like, yeah, if you're polite to us, there's a better chance we're not going to fuck you up or maybe we'll give you a blessing. But it's much more, yeah, they're much more like actual, like they're almost like they have, it's like a well-written character in fiction where it's like they have life outside of the scenes you're watching them in. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and I guess, so like with goetic spirits and that whole family of spirits and demons or whatever you want to call them, you know, you don't necessarily pray to them, but you have rituals that sort of call them and bind them and ask them to do specific tasks and do certain things. Um, you know, okay, so last year we did Hunts and Abadir, right? We, we tried to summon Hunts and Abadir. Correct. And um, in Adventure Time, Hunts and Abadir is the Lord of the Nightosphere. And he is so alien in his evilness, if you even call it evilness, that when he comes to Earth, he's sort of like, oh, I'm, it's like being at Baskin Robbins. This is just all food. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so it, it'd be like us going to a bacon store or a Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Or a Baskin Robbins. Where yeah, you yeah. go and you're like, oh, it's just all ice cream. And who yeah. cares if that, and I mean, Adventure Time is kind of like that already. Like if you go to, if you go to the Candy Kingdom, you can eat the people. Yeah. And they, that, they actually show that happen every once in a while. Right. So Hudson Abadir shows up. He's like, oh, souls, souls are food. And he just starts eating everybody's souls. So, I mean, summoning him was a bad idea because he's just, like, downright amoral when it comes to human beings. Human beings are just tasty oh. snacks. But summoning him was a good idea in that it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. I'm just glad it didn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean, frankly, if it worked, it'd be, it would be shocking. But think about the Blair Witch-esque uh, alternate universe we live in where they found your recorder in the middle of the park that we did the summoning in Ooh. and they listened back to the recording. <laughs> oh, how great would that be? How great of a true crime serial-esque thing? It's paranormal serial where they try to figure out which demon ate us in the middle of the park <laughs> and it turns out it was just like a homeless heroin junkie. <laughs> oh man, this this needs to be... You know, Grim, Grim totally missed its mark. Grim, yeah. <laughs> Grim should have spent more time exploring, like, paranormal Portland and being like, ooh, we can turn this into an episode. Ooh, we can turn this into an episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think they, they – they should have consulted us. Yeah. Um, maybe we can get them to make a new show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Grim 2. Grimmer. Yeah. <laughs> so the other movie we watched this month was The Witch. Did you see that? I have not seen that yet. I'm looking forward to watching it. It's, it's on my list. I haven't yeah. seen that. And the other um, – the other one that I haven't seen yet is uh, Summer, Midsummer. Midsummer, which I think is the person that did um, the witch. I think it's the one that did Hereditary. Ah, so okay, so one of the the person. So Hereditary and the Witch are the two movies I'm talking about. Okay, one just made The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson that's coming out right now. That's getting rave reviews. I'm looking. The other to one made Midsummer. Yeah, I don't know which one's which. I think. Hereditary goes to Midsummer, but either way, we're... I think that we can just assume that every that of all the people who aren't in this room, we can just lump them into like two generic people, because they have to have a conversation out there somewhere that isn't yeah. about us. Reality has to pass the the Bechdel test. Yeah, but aside from that, we don't have to assume that there's more than two people out there. Um. Yeah, but I mean, like, I can go to my Blueberry dashboard and see how many people download the episode. So I know, unless it's one weird person with a bunch of, like, weird IP fraud trying to convince me I have a more popular show than I did. So the reason I brought up The Witch was uh, very Christian in its in its notion. It, it basically posits a universe where Puritan ideas of how God and the devil work are just like, yep, that's, yeah. that's the cosmology. It's, it's weird and how, like... 
it it's almost flippant in the yep that's how you do it <laughs> it's I'm, I'm, I'm saying it as vaguely as possible because i don't want to spoil it for you it's, i don't it's, believe in spoilers Okay, well, in that case, uh, it's literally you dance naked in the woods and you sign his book in your blood. Uh, there's a black goat. I mean, Ooh. it is directly, it's it's uh, it's uh, the Crucible style. Like, it's just all the shit you read about in the Salem Witch Trials. Like, yeah. there, there could be a Melius Maleficarum in there somewhere. I mean, there wasn't, but like, it's so, it's and it's kind of funny how like, it's there's no twist on it. It's like, nope. We're just going to pretend that that weird shit those people believed is 100% the actual reality of time. And it's really interesting. Oh, man, that makes me think that your mention of like the, the black goat in the woods and the and the signing of the book totally made me think of Sabrina. You know, the, the, the Netflix. Oh, yes. You want to talk about a show that is confused about its own identity. Like That show is very confusing. That show wants to not be Christian propaganda and then just like splashes around in the mud puddle of Christian propaganda because it's sort of like Sabrina is supposed to be a good guy. Her her religion, like sometimes it tries to paint it as like, oh, they're like not Christian and they're super good. But it, then it's filled with like immortal cannibal witches and sacrifice and like weird necromancy. Well, the, no, and... but there is the episode where she talks about not wanting to sign his book because she's going to go to hell and they're basically like, yeah, but you get to live a really cool long life first and then you go to hell. Or it's right. Like, yeah, like, the second. The, what the fuck is the trade-off there? Like, I'm saying this as someone like Eric. You know me. The audience knows me. I have a, a shelf behind me that could get me burned as a witch a thousand times over. Mm. The second I find conclusive proof that we live in a cosmology that's dualistic, in which a god versus a devil exists, I am worshiping that god until the day I die. Oh, that is, I'm with you. That I is, mean, if there's proof, you see, if you live like Sabrina lives in a world where she knows there's hell and a devil, why would you even remotely? And she's still like, oh, that sounds. I'm cool. shaving my head and going to a fucking nunnery. Toot sweet. I don't even know nunneries still exist. I'm gonna fucking build one. I'm gonna worship the shit out of God. There's a nunnery on 24th Avenue, just south of. Hawkins. No, I just wasn't sure they were called nunneries anymore. Was uh, really I where my stop was. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I know that from fucking Shakespeare. It's literally get thee to get a nunnery. Get thee to a nunnery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about demons, and the yeah. reason we're bringing up demons is. Tonight's uh, tonight's topic of interest. So last year, we tried in in inverted commas as the as the Aussies say. I'm doing the finger quotes for you. Thank you to summon Hunts and Abadir from Adventure Time. Which, by the way, there's new Adventure Time coming. Very excited about this. Yeah, we'll talk about that after it happens. We spent a year. Eric and I both said next year we're going to do another summoning on Halloween. It'll be fun. We'll do it. We'll have an entire year to think about it. So needless to say, about a week and a half ago. We haven't given it any thought at fuck at all. And no, went, it was like a month ago. Oh, is it a month ago? Okay, yeah, either way. Yeah, because we did give it some thought. We put a little bit of effort into this. No, but either way, we didn't think about it for... The, the only time we've ever thought about this was in a month called October. <laughs> Just the year was different. Maybe end of September. No, I mean, we, we talked about it a couple times uh, after... Our, we, we it, it, it isn't as dire as you said. Yeah. We just couldn't come up with anything. Yeah. So, um... I don't know. I think did I either I, I I'm going to give fifty percent credit. Either okay. I thought of it or Eric Millar thought of it to do Etrigan. Uh, I don't remember. I know that you. I, I know that it came out of a conversation that you had with him. But Etrigan, let's talk about Etrigan. Yes, I've been reading up on him today. So he's a DC Comics character from like the seven sixties, right? He's uh, I didn't, I, yeah, 60 or 70, somewhere around there. When, like it's a, around the same time that uh, DC and Marvel start getting a little kind of. Uh, uh, weird uh, spiritually, like I think that's around about where Ghost Rider shows up. Also and like seventies, like yeah, early like seventies, and this is so. Yeah. And he was created by Jack Kirby. 
Yeah. And if, if you guys have a chance, hopefully there's going to be a picture of Etrigan in the show notes or something. Yeah. The, well, so we have uh, in, in studio with us, uh, Eric Millar, the aforementioned, uh, drew some Etrigan uh, seals for us. Yeah. And we are surrounded. They're on the floor surrounding yeah. the table. We're surrounded by Etrigan seals. Yeah, we're right to now. try to get it into us. And uh, yes, uh, the show the show art is either going to be one of his seals with the episode or a picture of him. Probably going to go with one of his seals because that's cooler looking mm-hmm. than 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 just a drawing I stole from Google Images. Yeah, but, but I mean, if if you out there in the audience are not familiar with Etrigan, you should totally look him up. Look up on, on YouTube. He's basically like this short, stocky, uh, totally Jack Kirby-esque looking demon character with like a big brow. And he's... Yeah. Like if he wears picture, a brightly colored costume. Picture if uh, Ben Grimm and Wolverine merged into one and became slightly more spiky. Yeah, uh, and also slightly more grumpy. Etrigan is a grumpy demon. So so tell us, what's Etrigan's uh, origin story? I guess this has been rewritten a few times, but the, the essential idea of it is that one of the kings of hell, that I'm forgetting his name, who is half-brother to Merlin, oh, yeah, is yeah. half-brother to a demon called Etrigan, and he's like one of the lower demons. Uh-huh. Merlin, in a bit of pique, or maybe for a reason... It's kind of hard to tell. Isn't it while he's dying? Yeah, in one of them. But then there was another one that was just like, I think he was just bored. But <laughs> I, 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 so I'm just going with, so the Merlin in King Arthur's court at one point, there is a guy in his court called Jason. Jason Blood, who's, a, well, who's he also wa- a magician. But he wasn't Jason Blood. He was Jason of the blood. Oh. So he's Jason something. Again, there's, oh. I found... Okay. I found three origin stories that I was looking at. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know which one was which, because one is Jason O the Blood. So basically, Merlin bonds Etrigan to Jason, and then Jason becomes immortal. He becomes like the Wandering Jew or... Um, uh, Saint Germain. Saint Germain. It makes Jason of the Blood, Jason Blood, uh, the magician, not nearly as good of a magician as Merlin, but he is a, a magic caster. He becomes immortal. Through time, he's followed by Morgana LaVey, LaFay, sorry. And her some... son. Yeah, there's a son. I think there's somebody else. Who gives a shit? Let's just stick to him. Uh, it's her so... son, Mor- well, I mean, in the cartoon, it's Mordred, her son Mordred. Yeah, I think that's like a cartoon one, though. Okay. Not that that, like, means much, but I mean, like, in the original comics, I think, because there's a... Um... But doesn't Etrigan have, like, a mission? Like, once he finishes his mi- mission, he gets to go home and Jason Blood gets to die? Or is that also just in the I cartoon? think that's just in the cartoon. I'm, I'm very much judging by the wiki, because I I know the cartoons better. I know the cartoons better. Those also. are the ones I watched, and I've, yeah. I've read a little bit of the comics. So I was reading about the comics today. I didn't see him having a mission. So basically, it's they get bound together until, like, the 1970s or, or current time. Mm-hmm. So Jason Blood's immortal. So he gets, you know, really good at all the immortal stuff you get to be good at right, until like, he stumbles into a a pit, whatever, an archaeological thing and sees something written on the wall. And the thing written on the wall is the summoning of Etrigan, oh. which we will not say because we do not want to summon him. Right. So. Yet. Exactly. He reads it and then Etrigan comes out and then thus our story begins in earnest, you know, after hundreds upon hundreds of years and then the battle between Jason Blood and Etrigan begins, you know, uh-huh. and they've got this kind of at times begrudging allies relationship. And at other times, a I want to fucking slaughter you. I would like Jason Blood, I think at one point. Uh, well, I know, but I don't know the exact details because reading him the wiki hires an assassin to kill Etrigan. Oh. Now, keep in mind, Jason Blood is Etrigan. He turns <laughs> into him, but I guess he's just so fucking tired of it that he, tra- right. he hires, a, I guess, a magical assassin. I fucking know. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, so he's this. So the other 
the other version of the narrative is that uh, Etrigan is a kind of m- mid-management demon working mm-hmm. his way up. So mid-management demon. So apparently in in hell, the better you are being a demon, the more you get to rhyme. And that like the best demons no. are the best rhymers. Yes. So wait, so demons are like rappers? It's, yes. Hell is a rap battle? Ahem. I read from the wiki of Etrigan. And Etrigan appears in Batman, colon, damned. Here, Etrigan is depicted as an underground rap artist who transforms into a more demonic appearance Fuck. while he sings a song based on his rhyme. I'm so glad that copy-paste came into handy during this. this. Just, that's I worst. read that and went, I'm going to copy-paste that. Hopefully that comes up. So, I feel like DC Comics has really made <laughs> a couple of really bad turns in their history. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just a few. Just a f- so, yeah. As he works his way up, apparently he gets better at rhyming. There's a, I think part of the thing I was reading here is apparently Jason Blood works on it with him to get him better at rhyming. <laughs> but there's this like hierarchy in hell of rhyming goodness to to uh, to heights. But I had forgotten the reference in the wiki that he shows up in Sandman. Really? Yeah. Etrigan so, is in Sandman. So when Sandman goes to hell to get, I think it's Helm back from Lucifer. Uh-huh. Where, you know, in the early Sandman where he wakes up in the so early Sandman. I, uh, I haven't read any Sandman. Oh, you, this is unacceptable. I'm get an, out of get out of my apartment. I'm an uncultured lout. I banish you. I, I banish you. I Eric. can't get out of my apartment. Get out of here. It's it, I'm I'm surrounded by Etrigan seals and I'm plugged into your computer. You're lucky. I'm lazy. So uh, in early, so Sandman opens uh, the the Sandman comics for DC opens with Sandman wakes up in a summoning circle. He had been caught, just kind of he'd gotten lazy essentially and got and allowed himself to get caught. This magician catches him, and but he refuses to speak. And he, the magician catches, like holds him for like seventy years, and and dream of the endless Sandman doesn't speak. He just sits there and just waits, until eventually the uh, the kind of chalk circle around him gets a little scuff in it, and he allow you know finally gets out. And uh-huh. this starts the kind of quest in the original Sandman books to get. He's got a helm. He's got like a I don't know a cloak and a something else. I, I haven't read him in fucking forever. But what, one of is it like Clash of the Titans, or is it more like uh, Legend of Zelda? It's a little closer to Legend of Zelda because it's okay. like it's like uh, like the helm would be like the ma- it, but these are like his objects they hold his power within them so I mean, it's sort of classic. Oh, so it's kind of like Harry Potter. I was gonna say it's a lot like it's a lot like the Deathly Hollows. Okay, and there's three of them, and one is a helm. So it actually, uh, and I think there is an invisibility cloak. There's definitely no, there's no wand. But he goes to hell at one point to meet Lucifer. Who's the same Lucifer from the Fox show, by the way. Right, That's, right, that's based right. on him. Yeah. But uh, he goes to hell, and Etrigan is the one that meets him at the gates of hell to bring him to, for his audience uh, to Lucifer. And I completely forgot about that, because I haven't read fucking Sandman. In, okay, so yeah. then when Jason Blood is not Etrigan, Etrigan is in hell hanging out. I don't know. Okay. So... I, like, looked, I looked at that. I don't thing, have the answer. Yeah. One thing that I love about Etrigan in DC Comics, like if you uh, do a Google image search for him and you get like a bunch of comic panels, he is perhaps the shittiest poet that has ever lived. Like his rhymes are atrocious. And the, I don't know if it's just because his writers are lazy or what, but Etrigan... No, that's part of the character. That's what I was saying about him being the level of demon. So he's of the rhyming demon level, but as you enter that, you're bad at it. And then as you get higher in the levels, as I understand it, you get better at rhyming as you get more demonic power. So I'm trying to, like, he's, he's like, rhyming at the level of, like, uh, you know, Alex, tonight, what's our plan? Uh, maybe we should uh, uh, get some flan. Yeah, this is, so he starts out with, um, 
He starts out with the rhyming prowess of a 33-year-old businessman who has only heard three <laughs> rap albums but got drunk enough to do karaoke. Oh, fuck. Poor And then man. he can move up to um, Lil Rabbit from 8 Mile before he's good enough and throws up his mom's spaghetti. And then eventually <laughs> he can take down the top rap battleist and then become the king of 8, eight Mile getting the record contract. Because then he loses himself in the moment, you know it, et cetera, et cetera. You got to get it to let it go. It's your chance to blow this opportunity once in a lifetime, uh, et cetera. Uh, but at some point, and he becomes Alex king of- Alex is the king of hell now. Yes, but well, that's exactly it. He becomes, Etrigan does become king of hell at one point. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, he gets the uh, crown of, th- it's not the crown of thorns, it's the crown of something like that. Uh-huh. Crown of uh, other pointy things. <laughs> it's not the crowd of swords. It's something, something along those lines. But um, yes. So uh, there's, there's a rhyming component and yes, the shitty rhymes are, and you bring up a good point here. They are part of the character, but that does not differentiate it between lazy writers because you write a character that sucks at rhyming because you don't want to put in the effort to make good rhymes. As a writer, I would hundred percent guarantee that is where that character came from. I mean, it's hard to make good rhymes. I wouldn't have never tried. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, there was a time, you know, I'm a writer also like you, but, uh, I don't write fiction, um, of any sort that should be consumed by the outside world, but I've tried in the past. And I even for a while tried to be a poet. I was married to a poet once and, uh, and she was like, Eric, here's how you write poetry. And I tried it every time I like, uh, maybe you shouldn't do this. So like, I know that I am, I mean, I know that poetry isn't all about rhyming but i also know that like i'm not that good at it well it's two things one i think that's why we get along because i don't know if you know this you probably do i have a degree in poetry it's what i went to college for you have a degree in poetry i I have a bachelor's in poetry um i wish you had a doctorate in poetry i'd love to call you doctor poet the reason i moved out here was i was going to get an ma in 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 poetry that's the master of poetry that was the term that's the terminus degree in poetry damn but um wait you can't get a phd in poetry you can get a phd you could probably get a PhD in like studying of a certain kind, but actually uh-huh. like like the art of writing or whatever is is a, a MA is your terminus. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's why we get along. I think it's because I, you know, I come from a poet background, and I and I once married a poet. Yeah, so we should fuck. Well, that's a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, I just I just it's Steph Quick just creamed her jeans right there. Ooh. Um, Are you okay, Steph? Send us an email. No, I don't think I don't think she's ever going to cut her breath. <laughs> Between the two of us. <laughs> so last year, when we did Hunts and Abadir, like Hunts and Abadir's summoning ritual was sort of like really explicitly uh, spelled out in the Adventure Time cartoon, right? Yes. Very easy. You draw that weird face, you splash it with bug milk, you say like a super brief phrase, and the portal to the nightosphere opens and Hunts and Abadir just steps on through. Yes. And you do the same thing to get rid of it. Well, th- though, we should be clear, though, and I don't think we really did a good job of this when we did that. That spell is just to open a portal in the nightosphere. It actually has nothing to do with Hudson Abadir. Well, except that Hudson Abadir seems to always just be waiting. Oh on yeah, the no, other he, side, yeah, because he right? lives there. Yeah. But it would be like saying, like, um, if you open the door to the White House, that's not a summoning t- for Donald Trump. It's just no, opening. No, I'm pretty your, sure if you just open the door to the White House, Abraham Lincoln comes out. Yeah, but I think it's Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and no one wants to talk to him. Except it's a ghost. You know, you, you know Abraham Lincoln's ghost is in the White House. I was just reading a Cracked article about it today. It's totally hanging out there. So, yes, uh, Hunts and Abadir, Nightosphere, we tried to do it. And, yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, there, you, know you, you made a good point afterwards. Like, 
there's no assumption that, you know, a Hunts and Abadir is literally going to walk out into the world. But it would have been cool to see, you know, some sort of synchronicity that showed that we'd done something right. Like yeah. somebody walking by with an Adventure Time t-shirt or, I don't know, somebody's phone having an Adventure Time song as a ringtone or something like that. Like something that would have just sort of been like, oh, look, we did it. Yeah, a dog named Jake runs by and oh, the yeah. comes yellow, after you. Something. You know, yeah, yeah. even a yellow dog, even yeah. if we had seen a golden retriever. Or a corgi, anything that was sort of Jake-ish. Yeah, you know, it, it would have been good, but we didn't really get anything that that pointed to any sort of like synchronicity sort of stuff. So I felt like something there didn't work, and I don't know. You know, there's that whole thing in chaos magic where supposedly like you can just do anything if you believe it hard enough. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. That sounds like a Christmas movie plot, but you know, not to. I know I'm a bigger defender of chaos magic than than you are, but. I... I think it's, you know, they're just distilling magic is, is the, trying not to need uh, intricate logos forms and weird talismanic things. It's just, you know, yeah. boiling it down to the, but also, you know, it's, we're human, so we need trickery to do it. We you do. Know? So I think also, uh, like, one of the things that maybe we could learn from uh, not only, like, the way chaos magic works, but the way other spirit magic works is you don't just summon a demon kicks, you summon it to do something. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe when we summon Etrigan, we should keep that in mind. Like, we want Etrigan to show up so that we can be, like, rap stars. Poets. Maybe. Yeah. Let's lean towards poet, because I feel like just, not not to go back to physicality between the two of us, but I feel like neither one of us really exudes rap star vibe with our look. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do have a really cool mustache, though. You do. And, you know... But I don't know that rap equals like I don't think cool mustache shows up on the on the rap charts often. I mean, in my experience, cool mustache kind of gives you an in in every uh, sphere of life. I don't know about rap, though. I mean, I haven't tried yet. I but... feel like rap, hip hop, like like that mustache works. Rock music. Totally. Anything <laughs> with a banjo. Totally. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Speaking engagements. There, I can't think of a single speaking engagement that your mustache style does not suit well to give you gravitas <laughs> behind it. But I think, I think rapping, and I'm I'm putting myself in this very much so, and I don't even have a cool mustache. I mean, you do have a mustache. Yeah, I've got I've I've got just a a, a, a poor goatee. It's it's called a Van Dyke. What's a goatee? A goatee doesn't have a mustache attached to it. All right, so hold on. Let's let's get back to the demon summoning stuff. Yes, yeah, so, no, that so, was that was the end of mustache talk. So last time, last time we uh, we had the we made the bug milk. We had this. It, well, you also made us seals for yeah. our pocket. Yeah, and yeah. I, I still have mine. So I'm, mine I'm, is in my room somewhere. I don't know if I could find it quickly. Okay, though. well, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm I've got mine on me, uh, but I also have um, some Solomonic magic stuff. Since Etrigan is sort of a demon that sort of feels like kind of a classical Solomonic or Goetic type thing. Yeah. I thought that maybe some Goetic stuff would work. So we have these seals, which kind of look like Solomonic seals that we're using that Eric Millar made us. Yes. Uh, I have... Strewn about the floor right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got one right in front of me and then a couple behind me. We've got one behind Alex. They're sort of around the room, so we're sort of surrounded by Etrigan seals. Uh, I have a, uh, I have a pent- pentagram of Solomon, a ring of Solomon, and a seal of Solomon as well. Yes, I'm. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my shelf behind me to see if I have any Solomonic magic because I do have kind of. You do have a cool podge. skull. 
I do, which is holding up the thing. Wait, let's see if we can find any Solomonic magic stuff. Oh! Oh, what do you have? What do you have? Uh, well, it's a sigil for a nail. Well, you know. That's somewhat. That's Solomonic in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not helpful. This seems like something I would just have like, oh, 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 oh. That is a. Uh, those are, that's, the... that's that's good. That's the summoning circle that's used in. Um... Yeah, that's a lesser. It's a ritual of a lesser pentagram. It's cool. Stick it right here in the middle. Yeah, we're gonna go in the middle. All right. Okay. So we that's... had we had, we had something. I got Hindu is... gods and goddesses. Do we need any of them? No, no, we're oh, good. No, we're good. I think sure? we we got what we need. We've got we got a copy of the Invisibles. Will that help us at all? <laughs> It can't hurt. <laughs> yes, it can if you read it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being mean. I actually really enjoyed those books. I, I read it every year. Really? Yeah. Well, I didn't like them that much. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you I, I'm not that hard on Chaos Magic. I think that there's a lot of good stuff in Chaos Magic. I yeah. think that there's just a lot of... No, I just think plot-wise I didn't like it that much. Douchey like, yeah. Chaos yeah. Magicians. Oh, no. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Like, yeah, But but the same thing. I got to go traditional magicians. I got to say there's more douchey traditional magicians than there I, are Chaos. Can't we just say that like there are a lot of douchey magicians? Yeah, I think we could agree on that, okay. actually. Okay. We could just right. wholeheartedly, like, yeah. I just I just think when I was like an up and comer, douchey traditional ones treated me worse than chaos. So yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't have a lot. I no, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think I ran into a whole lot of traditional uh, magicians, and the ones who did were all super cool. Like you know. Yeah, those are the ones I knew. I mean, maybe John it's... Michael Greer was my next door neighbor. Well, where I think it might be where I grew up, like yeah. on on the East Coast. Like it was a lot of like traditional kind of over serious bullshit magicians yeah there were yeah. a lot of people where you grew up though I, well that's I the thing yeah in, yeah, in yeah. Pretty rural spots okay yeah. so anyhow so what we're gonna do is we've got the seals all around us i've got some protection stuff so if etrigan does show up if one of us is going to turn into uh oh, wait i should squatty, get brightly wait, colored um uh incredible hulk it's probably gonna be oh, you. i don't really have any protection stuff on me what do i have in my pocket i have some jade I have that heart that a listener sent me that I think we opened Ooh, together. Yeah, and that should work pretty well. I have some I Ching coins. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the heart in front of me. Okay. So this is a. All right. So I got a heart from somebody that is finding me worth not being inhabited by a demon. This is gonna protect me. I got my protection thing here. We are going to, between so the two of us, try to summon the demon Etrigan. We're gonna chant his summoning poem. Yes, which is which. There are a few different variants, but we have. Uh, Kind of narrowed in on one. Uh huh. And while we do while we do this, we're gonna focus on being uh, rap stars. I mean, go big or go home, right? I want a platinum album. Yeah, I was trying to think of like what what else could what, how about like you know that thing with magic is like you have to have a, a goal that's realistic. Uh huh. So how about like um, how about successfully writing a book of poetry? Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to focus on being successful poets. We're going to treat Etrigan as a demon of poetry. Yes. Okay. This Which, works. Yeah. Also, he's got really sweet claws, so maybe we could focus on having really sweet claws. No, no, no. Let's go oh, with poetry. You want to no, do no. like fingernail health? No, no. Let's go. Let's go poetry. I think. Okay. I think. Okay. I, it was just a fleeting thought. Sweet claws would be cool, but let's. Okay, poetry. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna. So let's like. Do you have a copy of the seal in front of you, or are they all scattered around? They're all scattered. I can probably pull this one up from before. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm well covered. I got one behind my back here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to focus on the seal, and then we'll chant. Oh, wait. Before we start, let's describe the seals a little bit, because we did want to bring up that... Um, Eric we... Millar made these. This is so cool. Like, he he's totally... Like, if you guys don't know... I, I assume if you listen to the Alex cast, you know who Eric Millar is, but, you know, he made the... 
the uh, the disruption generator. He's been on both of our podcasts. Yeah, he's... helped helped design uh, the the Terravata machine and other stories. He was oh the, man, yeah, he's, other. Yeah. He's so cool. Yes, he he's 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 a swell fellow. You can listen to him on Nox Mente uh, this mm-hmm. week. Um, and he made these seals for us, and they're... he made three versions. Yes, and what what we failed, and and when I say we failed, we is very much me pronouncing me uh, failed to do was ask him what they meant. And so we have these seals in front of us. They've got K-I-N-G, we believe. Which is king. Or K-Z. When, when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be Etragon in some ways, but there's only three letters from Etragon in there. But also, like, the middle kind of looks like Etragon's mouth. The middle has a very Etragon feel to it. Yeah, like yeah, if you for could, sure. If you could make a sigil out of Etragon, that would be... That or, like, the Mothman. If you wanted to have Mothman or Etrigan show up in your house, you would have that sigil in the center. I feel like if you wanted an Etrigan tramp stamp, it would be perfect. I have one in my lower back. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It says, it says if you don't remember, my name is Alex. And then underneath, it's a it's an Etrigan tramp stamp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for when people are doing me from behind. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And Steph Quick is going to have a really tough time with this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So let us, between ourselves, I have I have my uh, my totemic heart here to protect me. You have your your. You your, got my Solomonic stuff Solomonic here to protect me around you to protect you. Man, yep. You're you're so much better protected. If I get all weird, just try to cure me or or at least kill me because I don't want to. You know. I you know I've I've hired an assassin um, just in case Etrigan escapes the building. Oh, good, that's a yeah. sweet idea. Yeah. Well, also I should give you the. There is a line that you just have to say. It's really simple and it makes Etrigan go away. But well, I'll tell you later. I'm sure this won't work. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Change, change, O form of man. Free the prince forever damned. Free the might from fleshy mire. Boil the blood in heart of fire. Gone, 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 O form of man. And rise the demon Etrigan. Well, the summoning's done. Alas, I don't think we've won. Once we tried for Abadir, our first failure, so I fear. Now for Etrigan we fought, our hopes once more have come to naught. Eric, what shall we do? Our magic skills are tragically askew. Two times we've tried in vain a, a cartoon demon to bring to this plane. Could it be that fiction lies beyond the reach of our earnest tries? Uh, Let us think on this a moment more. No reason for our egos to be bruised and sore. But wait. Something just occurred. Since we're bound in the form of word, in rhymes we seem to be speaking, have we wrought what we were seeking? Oh, Eric, have we finished what we began? Are we in the thrall of Etrigan? Are we rhyming? Are we rapping, or is this all just lyrical fapping? <laughs> so have we discovered Etrigan after the ritual that we began? I'm not sure, but we have wrought, or if we are in fact caught. Oh, what think you, O oh Eric Mind? Give me a thought, forever fine. We seem still bound in the form of man. Though our rhymes are bad, where's Etrigan? Yeah, it's true. We are in a patter, but it just seems like empty chatter. I see no demon. We are still Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so- 
sorry. <laughs> that just made me laugh. <laughs> was that a gaff? No, it was just something to get a laugh. I suppose it's out of habit from the show. And now we must reap what we have so what shall we do on the rest of this? For Atrigan, if not bowed upon us, his kiss. I suspect just to be safe, we should send Etrigan back to his place. <laughs> well, to his place, he shall be sent. And after our encounters, we have rent in the form of rhyme and sigils B. We will repeat these words times three. Gone, gone, O Etrigan, rise again the form of man. Gone, gone, O Etrigan, rise again the form of man. Gone, gone, O Etrigan, rise again the form of man. Well, I guess we should see what happened. And now, at the end of the sentence, nothing rhymed. Oh, cool! I, I was really expecting that to rhyme! Wow, that was fucking weird. That was weird. What happened? Well, what I think was... We summoned the demon Etrigan to this plane from, like, the deepest hells. From, like, poetry hell. Yeah, from poetry hell. Uh, he's one of the eight kings of poetry hell. And he had to split into two to get himself into both of us. And that's why the rhymes were so fucking horrible, because he had to have his, his soul split in twain. I mean, you know, uh, metaphysically speaking, like, if we're going to really analyze this as metaphysicians, it could just be that the form of Etrigan that we did summon... It was a really low form of Etrigan. Oh, yeah. We should be more specific. We should have tried to summon Etrigan the king yeah. instead of Etrigan the, like, I can't rhyme worth shit. Oh, you go, king. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. All right. So next year. Next year. We're going to have rhymes that say Etrigan the king for the demon we must bring. And that, then we'll just kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not comfortable with you rhyming right now. Yeah, I'm not really comfortable rhyming either. It's It was weird. Like, for there was, like, a solid, like, I don't know, like, minute and a half that I felt like really comfortable rhyming. It felt to me like rhyming was the way to be. Doesn't yeah, it? like that didn't infuriate me about four minutes ago and this time I want to throttle you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I found that delightful. Yeah, alright, so yeah, Hedrick and the Demon, he's, he's, he's no longer here with us right now. Well, uh, I mean, I guess what we really need to see is like we should probably try to write some poetry. Fuck. Poems. I poems. think that's what you're going to say. What we're trying to see is see if we can write some poems. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I didn't want to say that. Poems, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're much better at rhyming. So, say I. I don't have much to say about your timing. Timing, yes. <laughs> What's your shirt? Is that purple? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's orange. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> The thing is, I literally committed to saying purple as one of the unrivable words, and then went, you're literally wearing a shirt the color of one of the unrivable words. I'm not wearing a purple shirt. No, but orange is another one of the unrivable words. Oh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. might be pink. <laughs> it doesn't stink. <laughs> yeah, it smells pink. <laughs> okay, so we, we tried Etrigan. I, I guess, you know, one thing that I would like to do as we... Is really force the rhyme to say Etrigan again? Because I had so much good rhyming if I could say again, but I can't. No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rhyme. I anything know I can't. Right I can't. Now. So I recant. 
<laughs> what I'd like to do is I'd like to ask your audience uh, to suggest a cartoon demon for next year. Like, oh, send idea. us some ideas now. Yeah. Because one of the problems that we ran into is, like, there aren't a lot... You know, there there are definitely demons in cartoons. What we want is, like, demons in cartoons that have rituals associated with them. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, that's so specific is the problem. So, all right. So, like, just send is us... Is that specific? I don't think that's too specific. I can't imagine there's a lot of... Well, anyway. Send if us... there were a lot of them, we would have an easier time thinking yeah, of them. Yeah, so send, that's a, why... send us things like that yeah or any sort of fictional demon that's got a ritual associated with it you know like yeah you know what about a like the jaguar demons in buffy the vampire slayer that would, that would be good yeah something like that or um oh no they just i was thinking the master marguerite but i think she just runs into him at a party that you know we could go to a party yeah oh, i mean God. i could There's go to a party there. i don't know if you could actually go if i've been to a party oh, yeah. there's people oh, yeah. there what they... was it did it have a name like, yeah was there, there was a like theme there was like people eating peanuts or something there was like a punch bowl oh no that was an episode of buffy the vampire sorry yeah i've never been to a party <laughs> i can invite it to one once i felt like that was close enough yeah you know i saw a boob once when i was 17 um <laughs> Yeah, so send us in your uh, ideas of what we can summon next year, because next year, and I'm pretty sure, so, so right now it's 2019. Next so, year's 2020. Yeah, yeah, but we're, oh, yeah, sorry, right now it's 2019, next year's 2020. So, it's an election year, so if there's like an election demon. This will be, next year on Halloween, will be the ninth to last episode of the Alex cast, because I, I decided I'm quitting at 10 years. The oh, yeah, ten year—that's an- that's not real. No, it is the ten year anniversary, which is next year on the at the end of December. So the last the last episode of next year is the last episode of the Alex cast. So wait, so, we're like on the final countdown right now. Well, no, we we still have more. We have a year and like two months. Okay, well then, how about we ask your listeners? Let's let's summon a demon to make the Alex cast last another ten years. Well, no, no, the Alex cast, because then. It's going to be Alex cast. I'm just adding another X, and it's going to be episode one. Oh, Alex cast yeah got it got it yeah much like i stopped that episode 300 for about 20 episodes <laughs> i don't know but I, I i have an idea of at a decade it'd be funny to just Wait, stop it just be the beginning of season two yeah i was thinking something like that would be really funny too i want to do something really stupid for Call 10 years season two the second century yes we want we want to hear from you at the alex cast at arnamancy i'm arnamancy on twitter i'm arnamancy on instagram those are the best places to find me. Yes. I'm also Arnie Mancy on Facebook. But yeah, tweet us or message us or whatever. And then Alex is like Alex cast all over the place. Yeah, kind of. Except for Instagram where I'm Alex Bolin because I, I right. started Instagram when I was trying to not do the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep restarting. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and also, you know, go listen to my, my podcast. Yeah. Now. Now, now that you've made it to the end of this one, which hopefully wasn't too torturous. I think it was delightful. I think it was absolutely delightful. Thank you for having but, me. But listen again. to Arnamancy. Um, uh, if, yeah. you want, if you want to catch up, listen to last year's Arnamancy, which Eric and I did shows together. That wasn't Arnamancy last year. Or listen to last year's My Chemical Bromance. My Alchemical Bromance. And whatever. Well, anyhow, the, the Hunts and Abadir episode was really good. We had a really, we, we, we totally, we used some really good tech. Like we used wireless microphones. We went out, it was, it was fun. We used a blender. <laughs> we used a blender. Um, there yeah, were real bugs. There were there were real bugs. Yeah. So listen to listen to Arnamancy. Okay. I think I, I think I'm the first episode of that show, right? Of Arnamancy? Yeah. 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 
Awesome. See, I've, I've got my stink all over that place. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, don't tell anybody else, but my audience can hear this. <laughs> Everybody else just pretend you don't know me, but for, for the Alcius audience, for, 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 for you, you proud few, or whatever the fuck that speech goes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this episode over yet? <laughs> all right. So thank you for listening. Happy uh, uh, Happy Salen. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Salen. Thank you for listening. Do all those things. Uh, listen to me on John Alex Hate Stuff, because that show is actually edited and listenable. Keep rhyming. Bye. <laughs>